Limitless Wrestling fans, the Limitless Wrestling Podcast is back, coming to your ears after our seasonal hiatus. John Alba joined by the czar, that's czar with a C and a Z, of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver. Oh, Randy, I am feeling better than I've ever felt. Yeah, I don't know, like, I, I do agree. But, you know, now I, I realize we're going to be sitting here on the phone talking for an hour. Um, that's tough. That's tough. You're uh, you're an interesting individual. Some would say gross, some being me. But uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back on the podcast. Good to be back in people's ears, wherever you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. It's good to be back with uh, live events as well, even though you're there now. What's that supposed to mean? Exactly. How you took it is exactly what it was supposed to mean. You know, I found it funny. There was that sign at the last show that said, who the hell let John Alba back in? And the answer is Randy Carver. So uh, I don't know what to tell you. You can bitch and moan all you want about it, but you're the one who let it happen. That's one of my favorite signs I've seen lately. Oh, yeah? Is it? Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's almost like you brought this upon yourself because you see my value. And guess what, Randy? No spoilers here. My value is about to freaking skyrocket in the pro wrestling world. So uh, we got to talk about my rate soon. Easy does it, John. Easy does it. You're, you're very lucky to be surrounded by talented individuals. We'll just say that. Well, I'm not just talking about the world of limitless wrestling. You're going to be hearing this audible chocolate in a lot of different places soon. But in terms of the world of limitless wrestling... Yeah, we, we took a little break so we could put a focus on getting back to live events, but we are back in the back of a Cadillac, rocking and rolling with our live shows, and it, it has just been an absolute blast so far. Uh, we've Since we last spoke here on this podcast, we've had two live shows and our final close set taping, where there's just been so much that's been going down. Uh, how overwhelming has the experience been for you? We had three live shows, actually. True. Um, yes, yes, three. Actually, yes, the Herman show as well. Correct. It's been it's been kind of a whirlwind because we, because of the support that we've been receiving, uh, we were able to kind of jump back into the format that we had set with 2020 events, and that was uh, an event in Yarmouth monthly, and then looking to expand beyond that, which we were able to do at the Morgan Hill Event Center in Herman. So uh, it's just been. Super rewarding, I would say, for not only, uh, you know, the staff part of Limitless Wrestling, I think the wrestlers as well, and I think the fans who have been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, seeing a lot of new faces, uh, seeing a lot of old faces as well who have been supporting Limitless for a long time. And then uh, it's such a cool feeling to see everyone who has uh, really risen to prominence in Limitless Wrestling throughout the pandemic era of uh, our closed event tapings now they're getting their first opportunities in front of the Limitless Faithful, and that's always so much fun to see. So uh, it's been a great couple months to be back, and uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more Limitless Wrestling events very soon. It's the new blood rising. It's WCW 2000 here in Limitless Wrestling, except with confidence. <laughs> no Judy Bagwell. No Judy Bagwell, but plenty of talent to be found on these Limitless Wrestling shows, really we have seen some people just grab the brass ring, proverbially, and uh, of course, we've seen the rise of some prestigious new talent here in Limitless that have made quite a difference. So what we're going to do on this show 
is we're going to kind of do a little bit of a run through for those of you who may not have caught uh, the big three shows, uh, even if you count the taping as well, the last four shows these last few months, because we are on the road to not just the Vacation Land Cup, but the Limitless Wrestling six-year anniversary show, which is pretty insane to think about. A busy couple months ahead here in Limitless Wrestling. Yes, indeed. And uh, it's kind of, it's, it feels like even more of a party, I would say, heading towards the anniversary show this year where we didn't really get that celebration last year. Of course, we did do the countdown show, which you can find on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. Uh, just surpassed 900,000 subscribers yesterday, which is awesome. Um, but we weren't able to have that huge celebration in person. Uh, the anniversary event, it's always filled with so much fun. And uh, I think this year's really going to blow all past anniversary shows out of the water. Well, so we've already got September. a match set for it, baby. Oh, yeah. Thanks to you. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that. Oh, that's called some long-term booking, pal. Oh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. But before that, we have the Vacation Land Cup, which the field is starting to iron itself out with, and we'll be hitting on that. But let's take you back to June here. With Patience is a Virtue, Limitless Wrestling's return in front of fans. Yarmouth, uh, a very emotional night for a lot of people, I'm sure. Uh, yourself included, how did it feel to have that moment of realization that something resembling normal was finally there? It was awesome. Um, and we had uh, we kind of worked out a format of what coming back was going to feel like with the student shows. And uh, I can't give the students of the Limitless Dojo enough credit for uh, they've become such a crucial part of the operation. Yeah, well, Limitless let me Wrestling let me shows. stop you right there. I saw 207 did a piece on the Belfast Bulldog. <laughs> Are you kidding uh, me? I, I don't know how that didn't make it in the rundown, honestly. You couldn't find you couldn't find any other dojo talent <clears throat> to be showcased except the Belfast Bulldog. Hey, Dave shows up. Call your boy and uh, figure out where he's been if you want him on. He's making spot. towns. He's flying up from Boca Raton every single weekend to work at your dojo. Yeah, okay. Um, no, they came to us about the uh, the piece with Dave Dyer, which you can find online. It was a great piece from Rob Caldwell of 207. And also your boy John Wagoner stopped by earlier yes, in did. the week as well. Yes, he did. And he, Awesome he, stuff he all was, around. He was heckling me at, at the Undeniable show. Oh my gosh, was he? I was in. I was getting pumped up watching him. He was just spitting to you. His girlfriend was blowing me kisses. He was worried that I was stealing her. Yeah, right. No, she was. I not. swear on I, my I life. I swear on my life and my freaking beloved Erica the Emmy that John Wagner's girlfriend was blowing kisses to me at that show. I'm gonna have angry text messages about this podcast. That's, I guarantee. That's fine. You can have angry text. You're messages riling up the town. You're riling just, up the territory. I, I even shouted him out on commentary too during that because uh, he was given. Good. Who who was it? I, I'm trying Charles to remember. Charles Mason. Yeah, Charles. He was barking at Charles Mason. He was giving him the business. He was upset for what Charles Mason did to me back in April. 
No. Okay, no. He was upset about what he was doing to Becca. He busted mm. her open. It's a shame what would happen to Becca after that. But anyway, yes. so, so yeah, this show, man, uh, just a cavalcade of emotions, I would imagine, here. And it was, a, it was a surprise show, too. None of the matches were announced ahead of time. How did that help the atmosphere of the evening? Oh, it was, it was so cool. Uh, I think, like, since watching Mystery Vortexes back in the day, and that's the, the PWG version of uh, not announcing anything on the show and uh, having the show and having just such a unique atmosphere where uh, there's the suspense, there's uh, no one really knows what's going on. It's a level of uncertainty throughout the entire event, and I think that's so much fun. What a way to come back. And uh, it was also very interesting. Like, you, you have to wonder, you know, what are the reactions to some of the new debuting talent going to be. And I, it seemed super positive all around. I think that also shows that our local fans were tuning into programs like the road and the IWTV specials and keeping up with what we were doing. So that's reassuring as well. Uh, but just awesome all around. And like you said, emotional, it was an emotional roller coaster throughout the entire night because uh, we saw so many awesome things from Ace Romero being the first person to break curtain nearly brought to tears, everyone on their feet, uh, his mom right there in the second row, as she always is. Uh, JT just, Dunn uh, returning. JT Dunn returning right after that. What a mood shift that was. We hadn't seen JT since February of 2020. The MSP reunion. Oh, okay. The that, 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 ain't, that ain't the headline from that match, buddy. Oh, my God. Let's talk yes, about it. Yes, it was. Let's talk about it. You know, yeah. I gave the main attraction, Mac Daniels, the prestige as a way to have his back when I couldn't be there, and he's got their back. And these boys passed with flying colors. First off, you want to talk about, let's, let's use some business terms, Randy. You want to talk about some nuclear heat? How about my boys coming out to Anthony Green's theme song the day after he got released? And seeing the look on the faces of the disappointed Limitless Wrestling animals. That was incredible. Animals? Yeah. That's a compliment. That, I, I don't think that was uh, the best way that they could have, you know, made their presence felt that night. But it's You're right, it wasn't the best cool. way. Because the best way they could do it was defeating the main state posse. Uh, by hitting them with that avalanche doomsday, and that's exactly what they did. Congratulations, John. And then, yeah, sure, yep. you got your little emotional moment. MSP was so embarrassed that they disbanded. Oh, my God. It wasn't from embarrassment. They hadn't been a trio in over two years. Well, did they not lose and disband? I mean, we've still got MSP together. Alexander Lee is, as he was, going out on his own. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Randy, uh, MSP hasn't been on a Limitless show since. And uh, you know who else wasn't on that show, actually? Uh, Davey N. That's true. You love stirring the pot, don't you? Well, it's just... Look, this is our first time really getting addresses. Because the last time we spoke on here, I had been just, you know, kind of trying to make it known that we wanted to help Davian and spent months literally since February looking out for her. And uh, she didn't do anything to impress on her own. So Prestigious gets that big win. And then immediately after that, Randy, we have the IWTV taping. 
and we set her up with an opponent with Brad Cashew, and she picks yeah, up an impressive win. Let's talk about that for a second. You set her up with an opponent, but you also set her up to get jumped as Brad Cashew uh, came from the back of the I, arena. That was Brad Cashew's decision. That was not my no, decision. I, Mac Daniels and I motioned towards the curtain. Guys, we expected him to come through the curtain as most normal wrestlers would. Exactly. You wanted Davian to think he was coming right out right there, and then he jumps her. I, and she still won. And she won. And did you not hear us on commentary how proud we were of her? Oh, yeah. Gushing. Absolutely gushing. We were. Yeah. We were. And it was fantastic. And you know what? It got Davian on the next show, and we will talk about that in a few minutes. But anyway, what we've also seen uh, since these shows have come back is the introduction of the new talent to the Limitless Faithful, so prestigious, of course. Uh, the main event, Rob Martyr, Love Doug, Charles Mason, Cashew, and then uh, you, you hit her before, but Becca, who is establishing herself as a bona fide star in New England pro wrestling. See, I have trouble whenever you gush over anyone now because it's just it's bad intentions. Never good. But I, I don't are you going to disagree with me? I was going to say, are you going to no, disagree with me? I don't disagree, but it just troubles me a little bit when you get wound up over someone because I worry for their health. Um, but Becca, just incredible the rise that she's had, and like the whole ride through Limitless Wrestling, it's just crazy how quick everything kind of came together for Becca. Like she, literally a month before the shutdown, is when I met Becca. She came up for a Let's Wrestle mm -hmm. show. Uh, she did a closed uh, dojo taping that we did. And then really every single thing throughout the uh, closed taping era she was a part of. And worked her way from the bottom up to get on those IWTV specials. And there's just, it's, you know, not to be cliche, but it's undeniable that she has to be a part of things moving forward. She's worked herself into an amazing I, position. I, I'll be real with you. I think the first time I saw her was the pandemic at the dojo tapings. Was she on yeah, that? Yeah, I that bet it was. And I will be complete that, that she was basic Becca. And yep. I'll be completely honest with you. And, and I'm being so serious when I say this. I didn't see it in her. I didn't see it. I thought she was just someone who was young and just kind of just started training and was getting going. And then it was like a switch went off. And all of a sudden, between the road and the IWTV taping, sh she became a legitimate superstar and that's a credit to the work that she's put in over at the new england pro wrestling academy yeah she never took her foot off the gas in a time frame where a lot of people could have and did and it was understandable if people did because uh i think we have uh just gone through one of the toughest times to stay motivated as an independent professional wrestler um and uh, it's a credit to anyone especially becca who uh, stayed the course and uh, continued on doing everything that they were doing and more. And uh, it's going to pay off for her in the long run. And uh, we'll talk about it later, but she's got some big things on the horizon as we get into cup season. Uh, so, yeah, so just a big old introduction there. And then more from Daniel Garcia, uh, just, just establishing himself as legitimately, very legitimately one of the best pro wrestlers in the world. Uh, these past few months for Daniel Garcia, probably dating back to I'd say really dating back to the Vacation Land Cup last year. Uh, from then till now, he has just taken over the wrestling world. And this past month in particular, he has captured the imagination and the attention of every single 
mainstream pro wrestling fan out there. Absolutely. Uh, we were watching the IWTV 100 during class at the Limitless Dojo. Yeah. I wanted to cry after that match. It was so good. It was very telling. Like a, a lot of people were paying attention, and in the last 15 minutes, everyone was just sitting down watching. You know what I mean? It's like uh, even when things were going on, that was a match with Wheeler Yuta that he had that uh, very captivating the entire time. Um, you couldn't take your eyes off of it. And now he's being seen by a mainstream audience as well. Just wrestled Darby Allen on AEW. Did Dynamite. you like the match? I did. Yep. Yeah, it was a very fun, and uh, it, it's always awesome to see guys like that on a national stage and uh obviously i know we've i know we've talked about it here on the show but seeing darby just get more over by the week is pretty incredible isn't it it is yeah and it, there's there's a plethora of people on the aew roster who uh it, it's awesome to see them in big positions like a john silver as well um layla hirsch who we were just able to see return to limitless wrestling last week um, just so cool that there's a there's an alternative. There's something else going on where uh, people can make a living and wrestle on national television every week and uh, continue to become superstars. I mean, Darby um, Allen in two years' time, if not even earlier than that, is going to be one of the top names in pro wrestling. No doubt. And no doubt about it. it. And listen, man, you're talking about that match with Garcia. Uh, Wheeler Yuta is insane too. Uh, well, do you expect we'll see him back in Limitless anytime? I would love to. Um, it's just uh, I feel like his schedule is going to get yeah, as busy I, I as it's so ever too. been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Um, that's that's where the tough uh, tough factor comes in. But I would love to see you to back inside a limitless wrestling ring. It's been years since this happened. And you said he was a total pleasure to work with, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, very nice guy. Yeah. Well, we'd love to see that. But uh, he and Blackwood did away with MSP, and. Uh, on the the taping show and it's just been uh it's it's been uh, quite a run that garcia's on right now as we shift our attention to undeniable let's talk about it my return randy in front of a limitless crowd for the first time in three years um very emotional night for me yeah very emotional i'm Uh, sure hearing the reaction that they had for prestigious uh really touched my heart what you get off on that (laughs) i don't know if that's the terminology to use but 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 i i it it was very heartwarming to me and uh dude they were booing the shit out of you guys that's heartwarming the match was mac daniels versus davian as requested by davian herself and you know what we we wanted to give her a chance to see the error in her ways. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, Randy, but before the match, I was giving a detailed explanation as to why MSP was not there. Um, and then I shifted my attention to formally proposing to Davian that she join Prestigious. We talked about it in our weekly meeting. And we decided to formally extend her an invitation. But before I could even get the words out, she cut me off. She cut me off. I was happy about it. Well, I I think we could have avoided a lot of the the troubles that we had that night. Um, Well, I don't think she was looking for a proposal. I think when you get interrupted, that's usually the end of it. It's very uh, ballsy to go back on a second attempt, but I guess it paid off for you. Well, Mac Daniels and her had a total barn burner of a match. 
an all-time classic in the Limitless lore. And Davey N, who also, by the way, was in front of a Limitless crowd for the first time in years. Um, she, she had my boy in a compromised position. But I just, I'm going to be real with you, man. I couldn't think of a better time than that exact moment to formally ask her. I treated her to the finest selection of rings, a green apple ring pop. I know, I know that that's your favorite flavor. Yeah, spare no expense. And you want a story about that? I'll give you a shoot. I'll shoot here on this podcast for you. So, so, now the shoot. Let's so, go. So I had that, that day was just the most insane travel day of my career. And I got off the air that night prior around midnight. And I went to a 7-Eleven because I figured they would have a ring pop. So I went and the woman looks at me and she goes, I think you're the first person to buy a ring pop here in at least five years. And she's like, Ugh. she's like, so check. She's, there like, for she's, five like years? she's like, check to make sure that thing has not expired. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. I said, honestly, if it has expired, it might even do a better purpose for what I'm trying to use it for. And um, yeah, so I formally proposed, got down on one knee like any gentleman should. And I uh, asked Davian to join Prestigious. She threw it to the ground. And then Mac Daniels uh, took advantage. And then, yeah, right place, right time for your boy. And then go um, ahead, go ahead. Tell the fans what happened after that, Randy. Well, uh, number one, I would like to give some credit to the Limitless Wrestling officiating crew on this evening for not falling for any of your hijinks, tossing BRG and Channing. Only one member of Prestigious could be out there. Could you see that? Did you see that they were doing rock, paper, scissors, shoot to see who should stay instead of me? We need to stick to. (laughs) No. But but I did not interfere with the match. I did not physically get involved. I I just was speaking. Yeah, on a very loud microphone directed at Davian while proposing on the apron. She could have ignored it, and she didn't. Because she was intrigued. Good for you. And so what happened after the match, Randy? Because I got physically ill after it. Yes, you did. I thought you were about to yak in front of everybody. Um, Davian. Uh, pro- one of my favorite moments of the show, honestly. Uh, got on the microphone, and, uh, you know, this has been a whole thing with you trying to save Davian's career, uh, yada, yada, because uh, she doesn't need any saving, in my opinion. But uh, it, it, I think it's finally come to an end for her because she did say, John, you know, there is a match that you can set for me. There is something that you can actually do. Well, yeah, and I figured I figured it was for the Limitless Wrestling Championship because it was an open challenge later in the night. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, you figured wrong because Davian wanted to fight you right then and there on that night at Undeniable, and then you started dry heaving. So <laughs> I uh, did. I did. Way to find a way out. I did. It was authentic dry heaving, Randy. That was not. That was that was that was not work and dry heaving. That was shoot dry heaving. Yeah, okay. everything is uh, shoot with you, I'm sure. <laughs> it is. Shoot dry heaving. I hate that term. <laughs> I, was, I was shoot dry heaving. And, uh, but you know what? Okay, you can bitch and moan at me all you want, but who was right back out there a, a match later to do commentary as per my contractual obligations? Yeah, and you went up to Rich Palladino and said, hey, uh, I'm still kind of feeling it, so let me get my reaction. Uh, let him know what? I'm coming to commentary. I didn't do that. Unbelievable. I did not do that. He saw me walking and introduced me. I mean, yeah. obviously, I should get introduced anytime I 
walk anywhere. But, <laughs> but Jesus, man. It was nice seeing Rich Paladino, by the way. He's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. But um, It was. And I'm sure he's very happy to be back, too. Uh, yes, we miss Rich. And he's looking slim. But uh, Oh, my gosh. He's down 70-plus pounds. Yeah, he's looking good. But uh, this, this was a very noteworthy show. There was a lot of stuff that went down here. Um, let's talk about... Okay, let's talk about this. Beef the Freak. He and Rip Bison mutilated each other in a strap match. Um, Ripper picks up the win. Beef the Freak. He... The, the Limitless crowd did not like Beef the Freak. One bit. Uh, we've seen this new attitude from him. He had gotten engaged the day before. And he still made the trip up to Maine to face Rip Bison in this. Uh, Ripper gets the W here. Uh, this was one of the more brutal matches in Limitless history. I would agree. Um, and congrats to Beef the Freak getting engaged uh, literally hours before getting your body mutilated in a strap match. Um, it was interesting to see the shift for beef as well, because like uh, this is a guy who he was another closed taping era of limitless wrestling debut debuted at last year's vacation land cup against Rip Bison. And they've been on a collision course since then. Uh, it, it finally came to an end with this strap match. These two had beat the absolute shit out of each other on numerous occasions and uh, to see the respect that the Limitless Faithful kind of showed Beef the Freak after the match, uh, very telling, you know, that uh, he's someone I think that people are going to want to see back. And I think it's going to be a different story when he breaks curtain next time. But uh, even though Rip Bison picking up the victory, uh, solidifying himself, moving into cup season, I think the crowd really came around to Beef the Freak at the end of that match. And uh, a standing all from some people, that's, that's pretty big. There was a bigger occurrence that happened in this match, though, Randy. Eric Greenleaf got injured. He did. He did. Like, legitimately injured. Um, he, and I, like, I say legitimately because referees, like, they're very prone to bumps and bruises. Yes, like the, I believe the, the, I the, referred to his, uh, his little mishap in the IWTV taping as uh, the greatest moment in Limitless Wrestling history. <laughs> he got clotheslined and spiraled down like a helicopter. Like if we redid our top 10 countdown, that's that's number one. Yes. Um, no, but it, it's like, because uh, you won't see like Eric Greenleaf at the dojo the few days following a show because he's recuperating. But this time, uh, I legitimately did not know if he was going to be able to drive himself home uh, we had some Limitless Dojo students and some security members in the ring to hold Beef and Rip back so the referee had the opportunity to hook them onto the strap. And as soon as Rip Bison was hooked in, all hell started breaking loose. Those security guards were sitting ducks, and unfortunately one of those sitting ducks was knocked right into the side of Greenleaf's knee. And uh, very worried at first it might have been a... Uh, mcl tear of some sort he just like couldn't well, really he walked, walk at he that walked point. backstage and we're seeing his ankle is turned inwards and we're freaking out channing thomas almost puked i'm not exaggerating here he almost puked looking at it 
And then Greedleaf goes, no, that's just how my ankle always is. <laughs> oh, man. So what's, um, the, what's the diagnosis on Eric Greenleaf? So I do have some good news to report. Good um, news for who? Did, well, not for you, but um, he, uh, he was unable to do anything for a week, had to be on crutches and in a brace as well. So he had to sit out the Herman debut. Um, but, uh, as of two days ago is recording. So Wednesday of this week, he is out of the brace. He's able to walk normally, uh, got back into a ring for the first time since didn't do much, but, um, he, he's on his way to recovering for the vacation land cup. So uh, I think we'll see him back in a limitless ring very soon. As you said, good news for some other people. Eh, they might not be too happy. Is that about make it, Greenleaf but... a baby face? Uh, hey, I, I told him, I said, maybe this injury will bring everybody around on you. Nah. Maybe it will. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, we continue here. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Ace Romero. Uh, this was Eddie's Limitless debut. He had said that he told you multiple times that Limitless was one of the places that he really wanted to get to. And that Ace Romero was one of the people he really wanted to face. And... This wasn't a wrestling match. These two, and I called this match, I can think of like four wrestling moves they did to each other. The rest of it was just chops and strikes. That's all they did. It was two big guys just beating each other up. And uh, Ace Romero uh, really comes out of this with a huge win here. Yeah, an absolute slugfest back and forth. Uh, I I wish there was some kind of chop counter for this matchup because... There were some hellacious chops laid out from Eddie and Ace, and uh, pretty cool to see Ace Romero go blow for blow with Eddie Edwards. You know, that's a big test for him. It was a big match for Ace, uh, something that Eddie had wanted for a long time as well, so what better way to make your Limitless debut? And a long-awaited one. I was talking to Eddie just about, uh, you know, how much it always meant when he would come to Maine and say, I don't know, 2011, 12, 13 for IWE or for... Uh, a Champ Matthews production. Um, it was a happening when Eddie Edwards would come to town. Um, and now uh, I think it's cool so many years later to bring him back to Maine. So many of the longtime Maine wrestling fans were delighted to see him. And uh, what a match with Ace Romero. Yeah, and Ace afterwards declares for the Vacation Land Cup. So he is back in it this month, ready to go there. Uh, J.D. Drake got his comeuppance on Kevin Blackwood here after Kevin Blackwood got in the way between he and the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. So uh, that's the first kind of setback for Kevin Blackwood here since he got his his uh, stuff together with the Buffalo crew here. Yeah, it's a, the first loss for him since December of 2020, and ironically it was to the same guy, J.D. Drake, who immediately after beating Kevin Blackwood would not take his eyes off Daniel Garcia, deadlocked with the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. And I think kind of saying, hey, I'm next. I'm coming for that championship. And now he's got Blackwood out of the way once again. Uh, Drake could be coming for Garcia very soon. Is that some teasery there potentially, Randy? It's hard to deny. It's hard to deny J.D. Drake at this point. Uh, The one setback being that loss to Garcia that Kevin Blackwood uh, certainly got himself involved. Those those uh, limitless fans love J.D. Drake. That they do. That they do. Um, Lee Moriarty getting a chance to make his debut in front of fans in Limitless. Uh, that that must have been a real special moment for him. 
Absolutely, I think. And what a I want to put this over too. What a crazy travel uh, weekend! Dude, insane, in him and JD Drake, who uh, JD came from the Carolinas, uh, flew up to Maine, and then he was going from here to California. Moriarty came in from Pittsburgh, going from here to California and back. Uh, just an insane travel weekend for them. Well, it two, was but... it was Pittsburgh to Boston to Maine to Boston to California to Pittsburgh. Correct. In a in a forty eight hour span. <laughs> that's just. Uh, and then he tore it down with Jonathan Gresham. Yes, he did. Uh, an incredible weekend for him all around. But, I love Lee Moriarty. Uh, we had, had a last minute switch here. He was going to wrestle Alec Price, and then really had to change the game plan and prepare. For JT Dunn, who once again making a surprise appearance for the second month in a row, but this time walking out victorious. And now, uh, as we learned, JT Dunn sticking around here and uh, heading back to the thing that he kicked off in 2018 with a victory in the Vacation Land Cup. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, I offered Lee Moriarty a spot in Prestigious straight up uh, on social. What? Yeah, on social. I offered him a spot and he uh, he said that he'd have to check with Davion first, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, good, good idea, Lee. But uh, it must have been nice. I mean, Lee did put Limitless over big on social, saying that he felt that Limitless became one of his home promotions. That's very cool because uh, Lee is another guy who uh, he was a closed taping era debut. He was someone who we were actually in the works of uh, bringing into Limitless before the pandemic and everything was canceled, but. Uh, awesome that we were able to do it. His first match was with Daniel Garcia at the 2020 Vacation Land Cup. He's had some amazing matches since then, including the submission match with Garcia for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. But uh, awesome to get him in front of a crowd. I think people were delighted. And uh, a lot of people who did not know him uh, surprised at what he brought to the table. And I think he became a few people's new favorite wrestler on the roster. Yeah, he's pretty amazing, no doubt about that. Um, your boy Love Doug asked me to sign his petition to get him into the VLC, and for ethical reasons, I just couldn't, in good consciousness, do that, Randy. Ethical? Re- when does that play a part in anything that you do? All of a sudden, as a journalist, as as the only legitimate journalist on the pro wrestling scene, th- wow. there was no part of me that could possibly do that. Okay, uh, you may not have, but. I was actually shown those papers before they were ripped up by Ava Everett. Uh, there were a lot of signatures on there, John. I'm, I'm talking probably in the 70, 80 range, and we were, the show had just started. Yeah, I mean, when you can forge signatures, you can put as many as you want on there. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I firsthand accounts of people outside in the line. Mm, okay. He has pictures of people signing that thing. Mm. You were not one of them, of course, but... Uh, a lot of people signing that thing, John, and uh, I've seen posts about it every single day. I don't know. Interesting. Well, that happened, and uh, all right, let's talk about it. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Becca and Charles Mason. Um, Charles Mason, sick human being. I'm not a Charles Mason fan. You know I'm not. Uh, we've, yeah, we've I believe had, you guys have some history. We have some history, and he he took it a step too far with Becca. Uh, tried to first cut her hair and then threatened to use the scissor on her to hurt her. Um, and I thought that was just way too much. Uh, he busts her open the hard way. She's gushing from the face. 
um, and gushing. I mean, really, the Crimson Mask we're talking here, Randy. And uh, Nate Speckman, of all people, really, I mean, had himself a hell of a night and, and ends up preventing Charles Mason from using some scissors. Uh, what would you think of Nate in that moment? That was yeah, a, thank goodness. That was a ballsy move from him. Yeah, but it was it was about to be a horrific scene there. It was uh, just uh, insane. What Char- Charles Mason's such a wild card. You just never know what he brings to the table. And this time, it was scissors in this match with Becca. And he's been tormenting her in the weeks leading up to it. Uh, calls with no caller ID, breathing into the phone, just a whack job. And... Uh, I'm glad Nate Speckman stepped in. As you said, he had a had a wild night himself, but uh, just an incredible moment for Becca as well, overcoming the odds after being split open. Like you said, blood was gushing everywhere. She was able to stay the course. She was able to get a victory once again, connecting with the 450 splash, and then uh, they went nuts. The crowd went absolutely insane for that. Yeah, only for a few moments because then you came trolling down the aisle. you haven't had a chance to listen to commentary for this match yet, have you? No, I haven't. And I'm not sure if I even want to because I know that you were there. Well, Johnny Torres and I were calling this match, and I was so enthralled with what I was seeing where I I think you think I'm being facetious here, but I'm wholeheartedly not. I think Becca is incredible. And, like... When she hit that 450, yeah, before I was just talking about how I'm an unbiased journalist, I, all that went out the window. I was going nuts for her on commentary. Nuts for her. And I was so just incredibly proud. And I turned to Johnny and I said, it's a shame what's about to happen to her. Genuinely. Yeah. Because as I made my way down to the ring as Davian's expecting to face me one-on-one that night. Well, Prestige showed up, and uh, we, we, we coddled her, and I looked at her in the face. I rubbed my hand across her bloody face and said, I promise you, sweetheart, none of this is personal, which it's not. None of it's personal. It's all on Davian, because Davian took this a step too far. And uh, we've got ourselves a match, Randy. You want to see me wrestle? Well, I'm going to be making my Limitless Wrestling wrestling debut. Not at the Vacation Land Cup, not that night, but at the anniversary show. The marquee of marquee shows in Limitless Aura. And it's going to be Prestigious versus Team Davey N. She, she can find three friends, Randy, or if, if you think she can find three friends, we'll see. It doesn't work out too well for her friends. And uh, when we beat her, she becomes our prestigious little bitch. And uh, yeah, and then we let Becca go, and Channing Thomas got a little overzealous and broke her neck. Yeah, Channing Thomas got overzealous based on your call, buddy. Sometimes the king's got to eat. Wow. Absolutely ridiculous. So how do you feel about all this? I can't wait for that match in September because they're going to fucking ream you. How do you feel about all this? Tell me. I want to know. I want to know. You've known Uh, me for a long time. You have seen me in a ring before, but never in a limitless wrestling ring. 
No, it's true. I've seen you in an IWE ring, which maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll rent that ring for the occasion. <laughs> fucking land in that again. You should just pave concrete down and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's uh, I, it's exciting for me to see you in a ring, but I just like I I have to always assume that something is up your sleeve or some hijinks or a there's foot, no hijinks. We I've got I'm, the best trio in the history of Limitless Wrestling on my side. That's all I need to worry about. You seem to just not believe that Dave Yen has connections and friends within the wrestling business. And I'm very excited to see this team that she puts together to beat prestigious in September. Well, did you not see that I asked JT Dunn for a scouting report? Oh, what did he give you? Uh, he gave me a clip of him destroying Dave Yen. Are you and... going to pull out a death by elbow all of a sudden? Oh, that would be a great idea. Yeah, they would. That's a good... I'm looking for finishers at John Alba. You can send me your suggestions because I have been training. and uh, I'm, I'm getting. You've been training oh, yeah. in a ring? Oh, yeah. I've been getting ready to go, bro. You, you think this is a joke. I'm taking this very seriously. Taking this very seriously. This is not going to be your celebrity match where the guy gets in there and then hits one move and that's the end of the match. I am working a professional wrestling match here, Randy. And... I have the best team around me in Victorious BRG, the natural Channing Thomas, who, by the way, is facing Matt freaking Hardy this weekend. And uh, the main attraction, of course, whose birthday we will be celebrating at the Vacation Land Cup. Oh, we um, approve that? Oh, yeah. I already spoke to the, the budget committee. Wow. Wait till you see what we got him. I can, I can wait. It's a match. That he gets to sit front row for. Wait till you find out what that match is. The booking committee and I already talked it over. We're going to announce it. How about this? I'll tell you this. We're going to announce it later this week. Okay. Big deal. Big I deal. I so. Big deal. And you know what? I'll, I'll even take it a step further. It's Davy N's match. Her last prestigious tune-up, Randy. Yeah, before she... Before uh, she joins prestigious. Yeah, okay, okay. So, yes. And uh, if that wasn't the moment of the night, well, then afterwards, Daniel Garcia's open challenge was answered by Anthony Green making his return. Uh, the, my favorite part of this was the crowd not knowing if it was prestigious coming through uh, when the entrance theme hit. But in fact, it was Anthony Green, and he got a very, very loud reaction that went pretty viral. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could, uh, I could watch that every day. You know, that's... Uh... It's a moment in time, and uh, I think, especially having wrestling uh, live events gone for as long as it was, you take a moment now to kind of appreciate uh, moments like that because they are few and far between. Uh, it gives you goosebumps just talking about it, but um, just uh, crazy how it all came together and timing-wise. Uh, I don't know. It's it's still like crazy to talk about Anthony Green being back because – it's something that I did not consider for a long time. And uh, our events, it, it had a new feel when he was not there because he was there for everything, pretty much. Uh, all the important moments in Limitless Wrestling history, he was part of a lot of them. So uh, it meant a lot to me personally. It meant a lot to everyone there, from the roster to the fans to um, dojo students who have trained with him in the past. Just a very emotional moment to have him back and uh, to see this first time ever collision with Daniel Garcia as well. Well, there was some 
tomfoolery there once again. Daniel Garcia escapes with the Limitless Wrestling Championship, but uh, we've got our VLC field uh, almost filled out, and we'll get to that because Anthony Green would declare himself for that. Uh, and then quickly, Randy, we had Leave No Doubt in Herman at this beautiful, beautiful venue, the Morgan Hill Event Center. I heard nothing but incredible things about the aesthetics of the venue. Oh, I it, just an amazing building for professional wrestling. Um, the acoustics in there were insane. It sounded insane all night. Um, and just like uh, also like an awesome staff at this building to deal with as well. Like uh, the Morgan Hill Event Center, just awesome all around in terms of planning, in terms of execution. Um, this is one of the easiest like show days that we've ever had at a venue. So I uh, can't thank them enough for everything that they did. And they were uh, crucial in bringing us back to the central main area. We hadn't run a full event here in about four years. So um, awesome that we were able to do that, kind of come back to our roots a little bit. And awesome that we had such uh, like fan support for it as well. A lot of people who were uh, Limitless Wrestling in the Orono days supporters came out for this one. A lot of fans from southern Maine and even southern New England traveled up for this one. Uh, and awesome to have a lot of uh, returns on this card as well. AEW's Layla Hirsch, M-Dog, Matt Cross, Masha Slamovich back in the house. Um, this was fun, top to bottom. Yeah, uh, Lay- Layla, Hirsch, Layla Hirsch has her uh, hands full with Camille, huh? Yeah, yeah. She uh, Is that like a, a set match? Yeah, dude? oh yeah, oh yeah. NWA women's title? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, Layla's what, maybe five feet? Yeah, maybe. And Camille's like a legit six feet. But like, we've seen it before. Layla Hirsch can throw really anybody around. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Um, yeah, Ava Everett's struggling right now. I would guess so. Yeah. Um, this one, I mean, this one's got to sting a lot more than most because uh, we'll be seeing Leave No Doubt premiering on IWTV pretty soon. But I'll spoil this one for you. Ava Everett was uh, trying to run circles around referee Derek Douglas, uh, Limitless Dojo product who was standing in for referee Eric Greenleaf on this night, his first night back in Limitless Wrestling in quite some time. And uh, I think she knew who she had in the ring and she wanted to kind of take advantage and tried to, you know, do some tomfoolery behind his back, tried to nail Masha Slamovich with a wrench. He was able to take it away. And she had something tucked in her tights, nails Masha on top of the head, gets a three count, and then guess what? She tucked it in her armpit. Derek raises her hand, and it falls out. And Derek scoops it up, calls ring announcer Ethan Scott over. The match was restarted. Masha Slamovich wins. Ava just can't catch a break right now. The attempts to cheat are being thwarted by the officials. And uh, I, I feel like it all comes back to, we, we look back on the road, the better love match with Love Doug. Everything has gone downhill since then. And uh, she lost to Davian as well. The two out of three falls count anywhere match on the road. It's just been tough for Ava Everett lately. And uh, even the return to live events, the loss to Becca, the loss to Danhausen. It's just nothing has gone right for your favorite icon. And uh, this has got to be kind of the cherry on top of everything to just push her over the edge well maybe she should become prestigious because prestigious continues to be on a roll randy and guess what i wasn't here for this you can sit there and say that all i do is help him cheat but guess what i didn't a clean ass win over the main event and nolo katana awesome match too i hate to put him over but um 
a lot of people came to me saying that was one of the most enjoyable trios matches they had ever seen. Go ahead. Put, uh, put the I, boys over. I know you're going to be mad about saying this, but you've got to be impressed with how th- the main attraction, Channing Thomas and BRG, had no pre-existing experience together, and they have just meshed together as perfectly as you can possibly ask. You want me to put the boys put over? Put them over. Put them over. I thought the main event in Nolo Catano did amazing here. I'm what sure a they trio did. they were. They also lost. They lost, but uh, I think uh, reaction of the night was for the main event in Nolo Catano. I think uh, whether it's trios or whether it's tag for the main event and singles for Nolo, I think you're going to be seeing the three of them a lot more in Limitless Wrestling because uh, it just unreal. Like I felt like every match on this card was trying to top one another. Alexander Lee and Slade as well. Awesome. So like, just uh, there were so many different flavors of ice cream on this card. Slade and Alexander Lee beat the hell out of each other all around ringside. Uh, we had Anthony Green and M Dog colliding for the first time ever. That was excellent. Just, I was stoked on this card. And I then you let me book the it, main but... event. What's that? And then you let me book the main event. I did. I did. <laughs> So you're welcome if you enjoyed the last man standing match between Eric Johnson and Ace Romero, because that was my idea. And Eric Johnson, kind of the the next step in his long main wrestling journey here, making his main card Limitless Wrestling debut and his winning streak uh, comes to a close here in, in just an absolute all-out chaotic last man standing match. Uh, the Belfast Bulldog got some of his own in this too, I believe. Yeah, this was uh, also Dave Dyer's first appearance on a Limitless main card. But um, Eric Johnson making his long-awaited debut in front of the Limitless Faithful. uh, Went on the run of his career, in my opinion, over the past year and a half or so. Um, 23-0, and what a streak he had going. Um, Ends up putting it on the line here, last man standing with Ace Romero. Uh, He wanted to get himself to the cup. He wanted to get himself a title opportunity against the champion, and it's not going to happen just yet because Romero picking up a much-needed victory heading into the Vacation Land Cup. But uh, hats off to Eric Johnson because uh, what a streak, what a, what, a, what a time frame, too, to be undefeated and a lot of great matches within that time frame. But Ace Romero walking out your, your victor at Leave No Doubt. I think maybe we'll be seeing more of Eric Johnson on these shows? I, I definitely can't say no at this point because uh, not only is fan support there and the people, you know, even before this match had been announced, they said, hey, that dude's on a streak like nobody else. And how can you deny that? Uh, the success has been there for Eric consistently. Uh, I'm interested in what's next because now the streak is over. His goal must remain the same. It must be getting to the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. So now my interest becomes how's he going to do that? Uh, anything you want to add about his uh, former tag team partner, Brandino Davis, who's going through a bit of a hard time right now? I would love to. Um, <clears throat> Brandino, unfortunately, going through, uh, I believe it was stage five kidney failure right now. And that's something that has just recently been put out there. His mother actually uh, shared a post and there was a questionnaire that you can fill out if uh, if you would like to see if you could be a donor for something like this. But uh, I I think there's a GoFundMe going around as well. But 
Uh, Brandino, we're uh, essentially looking for help for him right now. Brandino has been a longtime member of the Let's Wrestle roster. Uh, you saw him on the road as well last summer uh, into the fall. And uh, if there's anything that we can do to kind of help out, we've uh, we've shared on our socials. It's been on Twitter as well. Uh, the link posted in the write-up from his mother. And uh, if there's anything else continuously we can do, uh, we'll share that information with you. But we're pulling for Brandino right now. To my knowledge as well, uh, he still plans to be actively wrestling right now. He has doctor's clearance. Um, it's it's not something that uh, is is in di- it's in dire straits, but he's going to be able to live a normal life at least at least for the time being. So hopefully, uh, something can come to fruition there where we can find someone to help him out. All right. So now we got the Vacation Land Cup, August twenty eighth. Two weeks away from this thing. We have, as of recording, six people announced for the VLC. H. Romero, Anthony Green, Alec Price, J.T. Dunn, Rip Bison, and Becca. Now, last year's VLC was for the championship. This year's, though, reverts back to the number one contenders format, correct? Yes. Um, And we say number one contenders format because uh, the original Vacation Land Cup layout was before there was a Limitless Wrestling Championship. So it offered the opportunity to the winner to select their match, their opponent for the anniversary event. That's what we're reverting to. But uh, anyone winning this tournament wants to go after the champion. They want their championship match in September. So uh, the winner, I assume, will be going after the championship in September at the six-year anniversary event. And as you said, quite a field already lined up, six announcements already, two spots remaining at the time of recording. Who do you think we might see in the running for that? The final two spots is uh, that's a toss-up at this point because uh, there's so many people who have put out tweets. We obviously have someone petitioning to be in. Uh, Ava Everett won't let up on it, but uh, I don't know. There's, there's there's so many people in the world of Limitless Wrestling right now who it'd be tough to deny, but obviously only eight people can make it into this tournament. There's a lot of people deserving of those opportunities. There are, and you notice I haven't badgered you about prestigious being in it because we already have our match set, and I'm very excited for the anniversary show. So I'm just going to get to enjoy the Vacation Land Cup this year. Very excited. Yeah, for I that. was shocked that I wasn't getting a, a plethora of tweets oh. from the four members of prestigious, the only four who tweet about them. Well, because we have uh, we have our own main event match set for that show, so it's fine. Well, there you go. Um, now there Saves was me some headaches. There was a mix up with Ethan Page here, correct? There was. Uh, there was an announcement that he was going to be returning at the Vacation Land Cup. Uh, there was a scheduling mishap on our end of things, so that won't be happening on 828, but we are working with All Ego and uh, figuring out scheduling for him to, de- uh, not debut, but return later this year. So uh, it won't be happening on the 28th, but stay tuned for a date to be announced very soon. Under 50 tickets remain for that, so limitlesswrestling.com forward slash tickets. That's where you get yours. And that's going to do it here for another edition of Limitless Wrestling Podcast. Now, I believe you are requesting a special Ask Limitless for next week. Yeah. Uh, It's something that we love to bring back and and bring around when we get the podcast rolling again. So uh, next week, it's going to be Ask Limitless. As always, you can use the hashtag Ask Limitless. Drop your questions. Tweet us at LWMain. We'll be throwing a post on Facebook as well for you to drop some questions. 
And uh, I don't know, John, I had a I had a little idea that I think would be pretty fun. I think it would really gauge how the people really feel about, you know, John Albin prestigious being in Limitless Wrestling. Do you want to hear me out on this? I'm always open to ideas and potential business propositions. I would like to open things up. And as you've always wanted for months, let's get your boys on the podcast. The main attraction, BRG, Channing Thomas. Let's get them on the podcast. Let's open it up to the people. And let's get five questions for a little hashtag ask prestigious action next week as well. What do you say? I love it. I think that's a great way to get you people do. to connect with with prestigious. Uh, they are obviously one of the most marketable trios in the history of professional wrestling. And I think that if you put them on a stage where people who are working out maybe can get some workout tips in action from the main attraction or maybe people who want to know how to, you know, talk to other people uh, and avoid confrontation can listen to some advice from a victorious BRG. Or if some people want some tips on how to be just the most tenacious and outstanding grapplers inside the squared circle, they could uh, speak with the natural Channing Thomas. I like this. I like this. Yeah, because I, I mean, I as well assume that the questions will be, you know, related to workouts or uh, being tenacious grapplers, you know, not causing confrontation. I think they'll be pretty uh, easygoing questions from the fans yeah. who are looking forward, I'm sure, to asking you guys some things. Yeah, so, I'm down. Let's uh, do it. Let's make that come to fruition. I'm excited for that. Great. And if we get a question about Cumbies, I'm quitting. <laughs> It'll be my question. <laughs> okay. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Someone shouted something about Cumbies during the Davey N match with Mac. Really? Yeah, someone did. I don't remember what they said. but That's they, excellent. They, I hope they uh, make themselves known. They, they shouted something about Cumbies, and then I think behind my back I may have uh, shown them a bird or something. I don't know what kind oh of bird, my but God. something like that. But, yeah. So. That does it for us here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.